Section thirty four of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume eight. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume eight, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton, eighteen twenty one to eighteen ninety section thirty four when it was the eight hundred and seventy-first night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that the merchants bid one against other till they made the price of the girl nine hundred and fifty dinars then the broker went up to her persian master and said to him the biddings for this thy slave-girl have reached nine hundred and fifty dinars so say me wilt thou sell her at that price and take the money asked the persian doth she consent to this i desire to fall in with her wishes for i sickened on my journey hither and this handmaid tended me with all possible tenderness wherefore i swear not to sell her but to him who she should like and approve and i have put her sale in her own hand so do thou consult her and if she say i consent sell her to whom thou wilt but an she say no sell her not so the broker went up to her and asked her o princess of fair ones know that thy master putteth thy sale in thine own hands and thy price has reached nine hundred and fifty dinars dost thou give me leave to sell thee she answered show me him who is minded to buy me before clinching the bargain so he brought her up to one of the merchants a man stricken with years and decrepit she looked at him a long while then turned to the broker and said to him o broker art thou gin mad or afflicted in thy wit replied he why dost thou ask me this o princess of fair ones and said she is it permitted thee of allah to send the likes of me to yonder decrepit old man who saith of his wife's case these couplets quoth she to me and sore enraged for wounded pride was she for she in sooth had bidden me to that which might not be and if thou swive me not forthright as one should swive his wife thou be made a cuckold straight reproach it not to me meseems thy yard is made of wax for very flaccidness for when i rub it with my hand it softens instantly and said he likewise of his yard i have a yard that sleeps in base and shameful way when grants my lover boon for which i sue and pray but when i wake o mornings all alone in bed tis fain o foin and fence and fierce for futter play and again quoth he thereof his yard i have a froward yard of temper ill dishonouring him who shows it most regard it stands when sleep i when i stand it sleeps heaven pity not who pitieth that yard when the old merchant heard this ill flouting from the damsel he was wroth with wrath exceeding beyond which was no proceeding and said to the broker o most ill omened of brokers thou hast not brought into the market this ill-conditioned wench but to gibe me and make mock of me before the merchants then the broker took her aside and said to her o my lady be not wanting in self-respect the sheikh at whom thou didst mock is the syndic of the bazaar and inspector thereof and a committee-man of the council of the merchants but she laughed and improvised these two couplets it behoveth folk who rule in our time and tis one of the duties of magistrateship to hand up the wali above his door and beat with a whip the motasib adding by allah o my lord i will not be sold to yonder old man so sell me to other than him for haply he will be abashed at me and vend me again and i shall become a mere servant 
and it beseemeth not that I sully myself with menial service. And indeed thou knowest that the matter of my sale is committed to myself. He replied, I hear and I obey, and carried her to a man which was one of the chief merchants. And when standing hard by him, the broker asked, How sayest thou, O my lady? Shall I sell thee to my lord Sharif al-Din, here, for nine hundred and fifty gold pieces? She looked at him, and seeing him to be an old man with a dyed beard, said to the broker, Art thou silly, that thou wouldst sell me to this worn-out father antic? Am I cotton refuse, or threadbare rags, that thou marchest me about from greybeard to greybeard, each like a wall ready to fall, or an ifrit smitten down of a fireball? As for the first, the poet had him in mind when he said, I sought of a fair maid to kiss her lips of coral red, but no, by him who fashioned things from nothingness, she said, unto the white of hoary hairs I never had a mind, and shall my mouth be stuffed, forsooth, with cotton ere I'm dead? And how goodly is the saying of the poet, The wise have said that white of hair is light that shines, and robes the face of man with majesty, and light that awes the sight yet until hoary seal shall stamp my parting-place of hair i hope and pray that same may be black as the blackest night i'll be time-whitened beard of man be like the book he bears when to his lord he must return i'd rather twere not white and yet goodlier is the saying of another a guest hath stolen on my head and honour may he lack the sword a milder deed hath done that dared these locks to hack avaunt a whiteness wherein naught of brightness gladdens sight thou art blacker in the eyes of me than very blackest black as for the other he is a model of wantonness and scurrilousness and a blackener of the face of hoariness his dye acteth the foulest of lies and the tongue of his case reciteth these lines quoth she to me i see thou diest thy hoariness and i i do but hide it from thy sight o thou mine ear and eye she laughed out mockingly and said a wonder tis indeed thou so aboundest in deceit that even thy hair's a lie and how excellent is the saying of the poet o thou who diest hoariness with black that youth with thee abide at least in show look ye my lot was dyed black will home and take my word none other hue twill grow when the old man with dyed beard heard such words from the slave-girl he raged with exceeding rage in fury's last stage and said to the broker o oh, most ill-omened of brokers this day thou hast brought to our market naught save this gibing baggage to flout at all who are therein one after other and flare at them with flighting verse and idle jest he came down from his shop and smote on the face the broker who took her and angered and carried her away saying to her by allah never in my life saw i a more shameless wench than thyself thou hast cut off my daily bread and thine own this day and all the merchants will bear me a grudge on thine account then they saw on the way a merchant called shihab al-din who bid ten dinars more for her the broker asked her leave to sell her to him quoth she trot him out that i may see him and question him of a certain thing which if he have in his house i will be sold to him and if not then not so the broker left her standing there and going up to shihab al-din said to him o my lord know that yonder damsel tells me she hath a mind to ask thee somewhat which an thou have she will be sold to thee now thou hast heard what she said to thy fellows the merchants and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say 
when it was the eight hundred and seventy-second night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that the broker said to the merchant thou hast heard what this handmaid said to thy fellows the traders and by allah i fear to bring her to thee lest she do with thee like as she did with thy neighbours and so i fall into disgrace with thee but an thou bid me bring her to thee i will bring her quoth the merchant hither with her to me hearing and obeying answered the broker and fetched for the purchaser the damsel who looked at him and said o my lord shihab al-din hast thou in thy house round cushions stuffed with ermine strips replied shihab al-din yes o princess of fair ones i have at home half a score such cushions but i conjure thee by allah tell me what will thou do with them quoth she i will bear with thee till thou be asleep when i will lay them on thy mouth and nose and press them down till thou die then she turned to the broker and said to him o thou refuse of brokers meseemeth thou art mad in that thou showest me this past hour first to a pair of greybeards in each of whom are two faults and then thou preferest me to my lord shihab al-din wherein be three defects firstly he is dwarfish secondly he hath a nose which is big and thirdly he hath a beard which is long of him quoth one of the poets we never heard of white nor yet espied who amid men three gifts hath unified to wit a beard one cubit long a snout span long and figure tall a finger wide and quoth another poet from the plane of his face springs a minaret like a bezel of ring on his finger set did creation enter that vasty nose no created thing would elsewhere be met when shihab al-din heard this he came down from his shop and seized the broker by the collar saying o scurviest of brokers what aileth thee to bring us a damsel to flout and make mock of us one after another with her verses and talk that a curse is so the broker took her and carried her away from before him and fared saying by allah all my life long since i have plied this profession never set i eyes on the like of thee for unmannerliness nor aught more curse to me than thy star for thou hast cut off my livelihood this day and i have gained no profit by thee save cuffs on the neck-nape and catching by the collar then he brought her to the shop of another merchant owner of negro slaves and white servants and stationing her before him said to her wilt thou be sold to this my lord allah al-din she looked at him and seeing him humped back said this is a gobo and quoth the poet of him drawn in thy shoulders are and spine thrust out as seeking star which satan gave the lout or as he tasted had first smack of courage and looked in marvel for a second bout and said another on the same theme as one of you who mounted mule a sight for me to ridicule is it not a farce who feels surprise and start and bolt with him the mule and another on a similar subject oft hunchback addeth to his bunchy back faults which garfolk upon his front look black like branch distort and dried by length of days with citrons hanging from it loose and slack with this the broker hurried up to her and carrying her to another merchant said to her wilt thou be sold to this one she looked at him and said in very sooth this man is blue-eyed how wilt thou sell me to him quoth one of the poets his eyelids sore and bleared weakness of frame denote arise ye folk and see within his eyes the mote then the broker carried her to another and she looked at him and seeing that he had a long beard 
said to the broker fie upon thee this is a ram whose tail hath sprouted from his gullet wilt thou sell me to him o unluckiest of brokers hast thou not heard say all long of beard are little of wits indeed after the measure of the length of the beard is the lack of sense and this is a well-known thing among men of understanding as saith one of the poets ne'er was a man with beard grown over long though be he therefore reverenced and feared but who the shortness noted in his wits added to longness noted in his beard and quoth another i have a friend with a beard which god hath made to grow to a useless length it is like unto one of the nights of winter long and dark and cold with this the broker took her and turned away with her and she asked whither goest thou with me and he answered back to thy master the persian it sufficeth me what hath befallen me because of thee this day for thou hast been the means of spoiling both my trade and his by thine ill manners then she looked about the market right and left front and rear till by the decree of the decreers her eyes fell on ali nur al-din the carine so she gazed at him and saw him to be a comely youth of straight slim form and smooth of face fourteen years old rare in beauty and loveliness and elegance and amorous grace like the full moon on the fourteenth night with forehead flower-white and cheeks rosy red neck like alabaster and teeth than jewels finer and dews of lips sweeter than sugar even as saith of him one of his describers came to match him in beauty and loveliness rare full moons and gazelles but quoth i soft fair fair softly gazelles nor yourselves compare with him and o moons all your pains forbear and how well said another bard slim wasted loveling from his hair and brow men wake a morn in night and light renewed blame not the mole that dwelleth on his cheek for newman's bloom eye shows spot negro hued when the slave-girl beheld nur al-din he interposed between her and her wits she fell in love to him with a great and sudden fall and her heart was taken with affection for him and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and seventy-third night she pursued it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the slave-girl beheld nur al-din her heart was taken with affection for him so she turned to the broker and said to him will not yonder young merchant who is sitting among the traders in the gown of striped broadcloth bid somewhat more for me the broker replied o lady of fair ones yonder young man is a stranger from cairo where his father is chief of the trader guild and surpasseth all the merchants and notables of the place he is but lately come to this our city and lodgeth with one of his father's friends but he hath made no bid for thee nor more nor less when the girl heard the broker's words she drew from her finger a costly signet ring of ruby and said to the man carry me to yonder youth and if he buy me this ring shall be thine in requital of thy travail with me this day the broker rejoiced at this and brought her up to nur al-din and she considered him straightly and found him like the full moon perfect in loveliness and a model of fine stature and symmetric grace even as saith of him one of his describers waters of beauty o'er his cheeks flow bright and rain his glances shafts that sorely smite choked are his lovers and he deal disdain's bitterest draught denaying love delight his forehead and his stature and my love are perfect perfected perfection dight 
his raiment folds enfold a lovely neck as crescent moon in collar buttoned tight his eyne and twinned moles and tears of me are night that nighteth to the nightliest night his eyebrows and his features and my frame crescents on crescents are as crescents slight his pupils pass the wine-cup to his friends which all be sweet taste bitter to my sprite and to my thirsty throat pure drink he dealt from smiling lips what day we were unite then is my blood to him my death to him his right and rightful and most righteous right the girl gazed at nur al din and said o my lord allah upon thee am i not beautiful and he replied o princess of fair ones is there in the world a comelier than thou she rejoined then why seest thou all the other merchants bid high for me and art silent nor sayest a word neither addest one dinar to my price twould seem i please thee not o my lord quoth he o my lady were i in my own land i had bought thee with all that my hand possesseth of monies and quoth she o my lord i said not buy me against thy will yet didst thou but add somewhat to my price it would hearten my heart though thou buy me not so the merchants may say were not this girl handsome yonder merchant of cairo had not bidden for her for the kerims are connoisseurs in slave girls these words abashed nur al din and he blushed and said to the broker how high are the biddings for her he replied her price hath reached nine hundred and sixty dinars besides brokerage as for the sultan's dues they fall on the seller quoth nur al din let me have her for a thousand dinars brokerage and price and the damsel hastening to the fore and leaving the broker said i sell myself to this handsome young man for a thousand dinars but nur al-din held his peace quoth one we sell to him and another he deserveth her and a third accursed son of accursed is he who biddeth and doth not buy and a fourth by allah they befit each other then before nur al-din could think the broker fetched kazis and witnesses who wrote out a contract of sale and purchase and the broker handed the paper to nur al-din saying take thy slave girl and allah bless thee in her for she beseemeth none but thee and none but thou beseemeth her and he recited these two couplets boon fortune sought him in humblest way and came to him draggle-tailed all astir and none is fittest for him but she and none is fittest but he for her hereat nur al-din was abashed before the merchants so he arose without stay or delay and weighed out the thousand dinars which he had left as a deposit with his father's friend the druggist and taking the girl carried her to the house wherein the sheikh had lodged him when she entered and saw nothing but ragged patched carpets and worn-out rugs she said to him o oh, my lord have i no value to thee and am i not worthy that thou shouldst bear me to thine own house and home wherein are thy goods that thou bringest me into thy servant's lodging why dost thou not carry me to thy father's dwelling he replied by allah o princess of fair ones this is my house wherein i dwell but it belongeth to an old man a druggist of this city who hath set it apart for me and lodged me therein i told thee that i was a stranger and that i am of the sons of cairo city she rejoined o my lord the least of houses sufficeth till thy return to thy native place but allah upon thee o my lord go now and fetch us somewhat of roast meat and wine and dried fruit and dessert quoth nur al-din by allah princess of fair ones 
I had no money with me, but the thousand dinars I paid down to thy price, nor possess I any other good. The few dirhams I owned were spent by me yesterday. Quoth she, Hast thou no friend in the town of whom thou mayest borrow fifty dirhams, and bring them to me, that I may tell thee what thou shalt do therewith? And he said, I have no intimate but the druggist. Then he betook himself forthright to the druggist, and said to him, Peace be with thee, O uncle. He returned his salam, and said to him, O my son, what hast thou bought for a thousand dinars this day? Nur al-Din replied, I have bought a slave-girl. And the oldster rejoined, O my son, art thou mad that thou givest a thousand dinars for one slave-girl? Would I knew what kind of slave-girl she is, said Nur al-Din. She is a damsel of the children of the Franks. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section 34 Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State